Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back, have some drinks with people, and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Kilgallen's Pub, also on Instagram at Kilgallen's Pub, and give myself a follow at Joe Kilgallen on all the platforms. How is everyone doing? You guys having yourselves a great week? Having a good time? Um, I'm excited. It's the Christmas season. Damn it, I love Christmas. A lot of, a lot of holly jolly shit going on, you know? But I'm going to lead off by telling you guys, I am... I'm struggling. I am struggling with Christmas gift ideas. Every time I look up Christmas gift ideas for, for loved ones, I keep thinking, damn, I, I would like that for myself, actually. I'm, I'm really, I'm getting selfish, I feel like. I can't think of stuff for other people. But man, I'm, I'm creating quite the wardrobe in my own brain right now. And some other stuff, too. I think I'm going, um, I think I'm going, I shouldn't, but I think I want to get back into some video game stuff. But all the old school stuff, because the old school stuff's coming back. You know, we got a lot of uh, a lot of nostalgia. I feel like is is showing up big time in the ads these days. I'm into it. A lot of people hate nostalgia. I think it's bullshit. I mean, I think it's bullshit to hate it. The people who hate nostalgia are people who are losers, right? I always feel like if someone's like, "Oh, fucking nostalgia," I'm like, "You hated grade school and high school." Yeah, I did. Well, just just say that then, because some people don't mind watching Saved by the Bell and thinking about simpler times. It's fine. Now, if you live in the past, that's sad. The person who never graduates from high school, but they graduate, but they don't actually graduate, that's a person you don't want to be. You got you to live in the present, but you could look back fondly on the past. Or if your past sucks, say fuck it. But I don't think you need to be shitty towards everyone else. You know, I'm staring at a Festivus poll right now because I love Seinfeld. And again, like I told you guys, I'm in the holiday spirits, as it were. All right, uh, a big, as always, I like to start off the podcast by giving a big shout out to everyone who's been listening. I've been getting a lot of great feedback lately. Thank you very much. The podcast you're about to hear was not recorded live. Uh, well, it was recorded live, but it wasn't streamed live. Because if you notice, the last two podcasts I did with Marty DeRose and Kristen Toomey, I've been going live on Facebook. So, again, facebook.com slash Comedy. You'll be able to, you know, watch it live there. And you can hit me up with some questions. I've been answering some questions from people during the podcast, so that's been kind of fun. I think we might go live on YouTube. I think it's a better platform. Anyhow, just be on the lookout for all that kind of stuff. Big things coming in 2019, too. I think I'm going to do a live show, and I've been teasing it for a little bit, so I'm going to keep teasing you, kids. Anyway, though, this one, though, was recorded. The podcast you're about to hear was recorded in L.A. I was there uh, just briefly, a real quick trip, and I got to hang out. Well, not to hang out. I stayed with two of my uh, oldest friends in comedy who recently got engaged, on today's episode of Kill Gowns Pub, I have Megan Gailey and CJ Teledano. Now, Megan's been referenced a few times on this podcast throughout because she's a great friend of mine. She stood up in my wedding. Uh, she was a roommate in Los Angeles. She lived with my wife and I for like nine months. And uh, yeah, great friend of mine. And she's been blowing up, well-deserved lately, Comedy Central Half Hour. She's got something in development with ABC. You know her as the face of Blue Diamond Almonds. So if you're ever like, oh, I want some almonds, there's some redhead telling me about it on morning television. That's who you're about to hear today. And CJ Taldano, who works for a great, pretty new overall called House of Highlights. I highly recommend you follow them on Twitter and on Instagram, especially if you're a sports fan. He's been working in sports for a while, formerly at Bleacher Report. He worked for Funny or Die for the Detroit Pistons. These are great dudes. I will say this, though. There was a one technical difficulty. Like an idiot, I started recording them, and then my memory card got full. And then I accidentally deleted the part we'd recorded. So then as, as this podcast starts, it's going to start with them giving me shit. Now, also, I'm going to try to fix the volume level because the two of them kind of had to share a mic and were 
the mic was like in between them and they're both they were trying to project enough so you might have to just jack up the volume a little bit cj has to duck out a little early had to go get his hair cut that pretty boy and then megan takes over so when that that part happens you'll be able to hear us clearly and it's a very good podcast we we, we talked about some cool shit so um megan talks about her experience as a comedian and you know we talk about some drunk tales they give us our great the great engagement story all that fun stuff so just enough of me uh grab yourself a beer drink along with us this is kill gallons pub cheers All right, sorry about that. Brief. I kill gown fucked up as usual. Do you ever have a podcast where there is it like a? Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> no, I mean yeah, every now and then. The last one I did was great. The last one I was in an official studio with That's Kristen Toomey, just being a li- yeah. trying hard but fucking yeah, up just no, a little bit. It's, it's also like getting mad. Like, yeah. No, but you can have it all together, but it's still gonna it's gonna be uh, something will yeah, fucking piss me off. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't dot my I's and cross my T's, which yeah. I need to start doing. I'd be much better off if I was. You were talking about this great engagement story. Yeah, yeah. Went um, back to Megan's hometown, which I think was a smart hometown. move. And then I think on the way in, uh, Megan may have mentioned or her mom mentioned that there was a, a Reggie Miller mural. And I mentioned. So that part of it you improvised. Because you were yeah, planning on proposing the whole trip. Yeah, I think the bulk of the of the engagement was that it was going to be a surprise, which <laughs> that was ambitious. Um, and my family was going to be there to surprise. Like, all of our family were going to be together. That's smooth. And have, like, a little engagement party, like, immediately after, uh, on the day after Thanksgiving. And then Megan got blackout drunk and threw up in the bed. Yeah, she threw up in the bed. But like I threw up down the side of the bed. I feel mm, like this kind of the this bed is still. where I could tell this part of the story about our photographer who is amazing, Isaac. Um, I was I was looking for for a photographer who could capture the moment. Um, and so I went on like looking on the hashtag indie photography on Instagram and I just saw I like it was pretty bleak. It was pretty bleak. It was like your classic like white people in a field and the sunset is like tractor in the know, background bouncing off Ugh. of their their white faces. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that okay, as my beautiful in, white wife. We're now all in our cult hats. Yeah, exactly. Um and I didn't want to have a photographer like that. Like we especially from being in the comedy scene, uh we've seen some really cool photography and people capture kind of just like Definitely. You know, in the moment type stuff. So I found this really great photographer, Isaac Poole, young African-American gentleman. and uh, I imagine that has something to do with the story. Yeah, so okay. the original plan was we were going to go for a walk in Megan's parents' uh, neighborhood, which is a gated neighborhood in Indianapolis. Larry Bird lives um, close by, I believe. Yeah, Larry Bird lives close by, Victor Oladipo. It's a very wealthy area, gated neighborhood in the Midwest. And I didn't know exactly where I was going to propose. So it would just been like a random walk through this gated, very white neighborhood. And I don't think I can just tell a, a young black kid <laughs> yeah. to hide behind the tree with equipment and then pop out and uh, take pictures of us. So I was like, I should move this to a public area. Um, and the Reggie Miller mural was just like, oh, this will, these will be great pictures. It'll be a nice, you know, this is a, we bond over for over sports and, and Reggie and, yeah, it ended up being nice, I think, right? Yeah, it was lovely. It was lovely. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, I love the the fact that you threw up in bed. Yeah. <laughs> you really well, you know what's great, though? Megan, to me, has always been someone yeah. who is a big wedding fan. Yeah. 
Oh, she loves yeah. weddings, likes talking about them, been to a million and gets invited to 20 every freaking year. Yeah. I remember at one point talking to you being like, you got to stop going. You got to say no second, to some of these. I got a second job when I lived in Chicago. I had, I worked at that tourism job where I had to stand on Michigan Avenue and ask tourists if they knew where they were going. It was like one of the worst jobs. And I had to do that because I had so many weddings that summer. Yeah. Point this mic toward you a little bit there. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Okay. There you go. I asked you to project, but her yeah, throat I mean, hurts. Because of that, I that's why I was incredibly like I've always you know I've been dating Megan for two years now, and um, you know I think we decided months ago that we wanted to get married, but the last like few months and just planning an engagement to Megan Gailey has been very stressful because I knew she's like. Like weddings are is yeah. like her. The bar was set high. It'd be like it's a hard bar. Like her NBA a to her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, <laughs> you have to really appreciate that's a slam at uh, fact that CJ worked for Bleacher Report <laughs> and now House of Highlights. Not a sl- It's a little friendly dig CJ, though. Come on. I think it's I'm very, I, I very much love and so proud and like of my job, but also know it's like you should be. But come on, when she's like CJ make a meme for you, CJ wouldn't be here right now. No. Um, he was supposed to be in New York judging a baby dunks contest. Not judging, but putting on. Oh, which judging. Is a very, are these like how old are these babies? Because my son's one and a half, and he could he could no, do some cool are, shit on a play school, like, you know? It's not 12, babies. It's 12, 12 and under kids, and they play on lower hoops, and they can dunk. That's why when I heard well, yeah, it the hoops are lower. When I heard yeah. it wasn't babies, I was like, you know, it would be cuter if it were a bunch of two-year-olds trying to do windmills. If this is you know, babies. I Wait, twelve much... and under means it could be babies. You mean twelve and over? Yeah, but like kids have to be good at basketball. Yeah, the, if, if you're competing with twelve-year-olds, there's no four-year-old in that. Look at the Instagram account. Look at house highlights. It's a cool event. They have this kid named Baby D Rose, and he's like. Uh, crazy handles and can dunk and it. Is he shitty knees? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had four ACL surgeries at age 11. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Living up to his name. He's got those like, Forrest Gump legs on. Yeah. Now, CJ hinted at wanting me to tell this story. Megan and I lived together for nine months, uh, about, about nine months, I think eight or nine months, something like that, when Megan first moved to Los Angeles. And one of my favorite drunk nights was when you came home and I don't know what time it was, like probably two or three, who knows. And you went into the kitchen and my wife and I were in bed, but we had to have the door crack because sometimes my dog would want to leave and go, you know, hop into bed Megan or, or eat or whatever. And I could hear her talking to herself. And all I hear is just, you're, you're, do, you're doing fine. You're doing, you're, you're, we're doing okay. And then it went from you're doing fine to we're doing fine what to we're doing okay. I felt like 2.33 in the morning. Because, you know, LA doesn't have 4 a.m. bar. It's not like Chicago. So it wasn't like insanely late. And then I, I was knew. giving myself an LA pep talk. It was. You were. You were pumping yourself up. You were <laughs> manifesting something. And all of a sudden, like, different like i could tell you were trying to whip something up for yourself and then my dog came out and you're like oh holly how are you because megan has 70 year old woman tendencies yes you know she's got grandma's uh tendencies which is great i'm not knocking it it's fine daughter yeah for sure and uh no it's very endearing i love it and then the next morning i go out into the kitchen and there are about 16 craft singles perfectly stacked like perfectly in my dog's food bowl (laughs) just perfect wild that was you just a wild. That. I'm glad she ate that all. It would have been really, a lot of shit. I don't know why I would unwrap that many. You didn't unwrap them. The plastic was still there. What? Yes. So I put them wrapped in. You put Holly's them wrapped bowl? in the bowl. You thought that you were hooking up Holly. You yeah, thought you were being could. a sweetheart. I you could have totally. I'm glad she yeah. didn't. She probably oh my was. God, I thought I unwrapped them. Well, so that's why I got to know that I got to look out for myself a little bit too. Well, that's a classic Megan trying to do something nice that could actually end up getting someone yeah. killed. There, okay, that's better than me fucking up podcast. Go, He's got to go get his haircut though. I miss you. Gotta get a haircut for Hawaii. 
You two are such a sweet couple, and you're going to Hawaii next week too. What are these shoes called? The wedding is going to be. You know, the wedding is going to be. You two are both fashion. Oh, I can't wait. You two are both like uh, fashionistas too. Jordan Eleven. CJ has. uh, I like more fashionable than I am. CJ has a better. No, I just think I take uh, a little bit more chances. Well, I think it's easier to take chances when you're a Filipino man. Yeah, that is fair. That no, that is very fair. If I was dressed like this, people would think I was doing like a YouTube character. You got a save Ferris button there, and is there a button on the lapel? What's the button uh, on the lapel? The lapel is oh, this is a Griffey. Griffey. Uh, oh, okay, the kid. Yeah, that's what it says. I couldn't read what it said. Nice, that's really cool. Okay, you cutie. All right, you guys have fun. All right, Megan, grab the mic. The sound quality will be a lot better. I won't hold you too long. This is just kind of like a bonus midweek podcast or middle uh, to of the catch week up that we're in. You drove. You, I, you. Bye, honey. See you, sweetheart. Bye. Now we can really get into it. All right. So tell me, do you even like him, or is yeah, it just he's <laughs> you just cool. want mixed race babies? No, no I'm totally kidding. Never. It was no, a joke because he wait. left. So when someone leaves, you got to talk about shit. I know, but no, I love him very, very much. Thank you for I having me stay here. Already. I'm glad I got you on the podcast, Megan, because I have mentioned you several times on the podcast. <gasps> because you know, it's a it's the pod. The whole theme of the podcast is it's to try drinking. to. Not really drinking. It's to recreate the bar conversation. Okay. So like the type of shit you talk about in a yeah, bar, yeah, which yeah. is basically anything. I'm hungover right now. Which is perfect. Have you, you've been to a bar hungover before, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the time. I, and I will be drinking tonight at some point. And then you'll feel a lot better. Yeah. But I've referenced you because we used to podcast together. And, you know, when you have your close friends, you always think like, oh, this one time me and this person or that person. And yeah. you've often been the person who's come up. But then I also thought, oh, Megan could have my back because... I, at the, the first six episodes of the podcast, I had two incidents on the podcast were with female friends, people who I still like, but, and then someone jokingly said, maybe you shouldn't podcast with women. I remember being like, listen, motherfucker, yeah. the most podcasts I've ever done have been with a, with a woman. And I granted, had- we've, we've had a couple arguments throughout that, but we I had, didn't like, know you had two incidents. One with, uh, you told me about the one. Yeah. And the other one was, I could say her name, I guess. Um, this comic Tessa Orzik, you don't you don't know her. Mm-hmm. Young comedian in Chicago runs a great show called Camp. Oh, okay. Monday you know what? I, so I've communicated with her. Yeah. I was going to do Camp the last time I was in town, and then I um, went out to visit my brother in Rockton, Illinois. I thought he's in Rockford. So he was in Rockford, like, and now he's in Rockton. He just likes towns that start with a rock, doesn't he? Well, they're like right next to each other. He so I think it's much. all the Rock Valley. Oh yeah, okay. That adds up. That adds up. Cool. So anyway, yeah, she was on the podcast. We did a lot of drinking, and then we got into an argument over some stupid shit. Um, and then, so it know. wasn't over politics or anything. No, I no. Mean, I do was... think that that's true to the bar experience. Uh, definitely right, and I kind of like that in a way. I, I mean, I didn't like that it possibly hurt our friendship, but um, it was one of those things where she was really drunk. I was drunk, but I was so drunk I didn't realize she was really drunk. Um, because when I and Jonah, like Jonah good, Jerkins was on it too, I had two guests that she's one. like a good drunk. No, I don't think she was a good drunk that night. But I mean, she was. But for the fact that you couldn't tell she was really drunk. No, I was because I was drunk. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I thought I was. I thought I was arguing with someone who was on the same yeah, level yeah. as me. I honestly thought and last that was a stupid argument. Though. I thought last night that I was like not drunk, and then I like heard myself in a video this morning, and I was like, oh. I was drunk. You wanted to talk about your great grandmother's candles. I know, and no, I said it for, one time. No, you didn't. You I, brought it up four or five times wow. last night, and that's why we were laughing. So that's how drunk you were. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy that my great grandmother bought these candlesticks from Dairy, London Dairy. Okay, and, I know, but they're her. Northern you know, Ireland. so I feel like I have to say London Dairy because no, she was Protestant. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but no, in the video. 
CJ was like, did you eat at the restaurant? I'm like, no, we're not, bitch. Like, I sound like a drunk idiot. You were Instagram storying, too, right? Yeah. I saw that with the pizza. You are big on Instagram story. I love stories. You're great at it, too. Oh, yeah. wow. No, I actually I, don't I, think I, I'm very good at it. No, because you do it a lot. So when I go on, yours is always one of the first ones mm-hmm. there, first few. Yeah. You don't think you're great at it? I don't. There's some people who are, like, really funny, and I, I just not. I, I, but, like, my goal isn't to be funny. My goal is, like. It's just documenting A shit, lot of right? times, too, I'm like. Hi. I do a lot of like things I'm watching on TV, a lot of like out and about. Yes. Life stuff. Life stuff. I you know, I was Instagramming Insta storying today bridal magazines. They are wild. The brides are all laughing. Ah they're all just In the photos? They are all having a hilarious time. Do you think you're gonna be one of those bridezillas? Mm, I did say the other night, I do worry that this is the beginning of my Black Mirror episode. (laughs) Like, I'm just a woman who loses her mind. I don't know. It's tough because people are encouraging me to be. You know, like, I've had several people be like, I hope you're a fucking nightmare. Um, Yeah, they're just saying that for the sport of it, though. They don't actually hope you're a nightmare. They don't want you yelling at But these are also people that won't be like... Involved won't have to see maybe a nightmare. I yeah, think I'll exactly. be like chill. I mean, I've already tried on dresses. I my mom made me try on dresses the day after I got engaged. So, like an hour after I puked the bed, um, I went and was trying on thousands of dollars of gowns. Um, and I was like, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Like I, I, I feel a little detached. Are you gonna go uh, strapless? No, I'm gonna have straps. Okay. I, um, I do not, I just, I've just ha- seen so many strapless dresses that I would prefer a strap. Everything goes in waves with these trends I've noticed. I remember one year, but I, I want like a timeless four weddings thing. and every, okay. You don't think strapless is timeless? No, I think it is, but I'm, but like. But not for you though. No, I think strapless is absolutely timeless, but I, um, I will be picking something that won't be like a trend. I'll be picking something that's like, you know, in a hundred years, my great granddaughter will be drunk talking about <laughs> candlesticks and be like, but look, isn't she so it's such a bay? We're also in your kitchen where you've got this famous painting of your grandma's uh, naked behind. Yeah. That's, it's a great ass. And you know what? I, um, when I got the good news about my sweet Nani, um, I mean, she's n- like when I got, I'm working on a project where yeah, we well could talk about a little bit of this because Nani. it was on deadline. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, in, I just, you're in development with ABC, which is awesome. Congratulations! Thank you um, for a show that's like very much based on um, the relationship I had with my grandmother. And when I found out that the show had sold, CJ was in New York and I was here alone. And so I Facetimed my parents. My parents were like on some golf trip with friends, and you know they got very, very, very excited. But I just was like here alone. And my mom was like, you should go tell the painting. And so I came over and I told the painting and I honestly started to cry. Oh, that's sweet. It was real. Because I, I was like, oh, she made this, you know? So she is. She's a great artist. How did she paint herself? Did someone take a picture and then she really painted the picture? Her. She just always said it was her. Oh, really? Yeah. That is like finding out Santa Claus isn't real. Not Because I've seen this painting for 10 years now. Well, I mean, she calls it... And this she, is the first time I found out it's not actually her? She called it her self-portrait. Okay, well, I want to... In my mind... I bet. I mean, I saw her butt. butt in 
older years. And I could definitely imagine that's her butt. But that's, this looks like a woman in her late 20s. But that's not her face. But she used to wear her hair like that for sure. Oh, the beehive look? That was very big. Well, yeah. And this was a very popular hairstyle too, I think, for nurses. I have two great aunts who were like sweater models, which is a, that was the equivalent of being like a bikini model nowadays. Sweater. Because sweaters sweater in the puppies. 50s. Yeah, that whole that's 50s called, look. That's what boobies are called. Sweater puppies. Yeah, right? I don't think they, they didn't call themselves sweater puppy models, though. Oh. They just were like sweater models was the term that they like modeled sweaters cool. and that over the shoulder look. And I like love the 50s sweaters. And stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who doesn't like sweaters? But uh, yeah, it's great to be back in LA. Thank you for letting me crash with you. Uh, I had Lisa Traeger on the podcast. <gasps> when uh, did you see Lisa? Back in August, she was on the podcast. Mm. And it's, I think it's by, almost not by far, but the most popular episode. Wow. Uh, definitely up there. And I think. What do I need to do? do I, I don't know what you need to do. Gossip? You could do that. Um, um, we could reminisce about our old times and you could talk about how much you, you miss me and love me and all that kind well, of stuff. Well, Joe, okay. I don't know if other people have brought this up. I was in Joe's wedding and I actually took Lisa as my date. Yes, I encouraged and that And Joe got. So angry at the DJ, he kicked a table over. Flipped it. Flipped I didn't it. Kick. I kind of just flipped he it. Flipped over. It was a table because table, the DJ. It wasn't, like a one with, it wasn't a table people were eating at. It the was DJ like a high top played um, Nicki Minaj. <sighs> he played Nicki Minaj's spaceship song or sky, Love that song. sky sky rockets are meant to fly or whatever. Or, or look, the chorus of that song is fine. The rapping is fucking brutal. I want to go to the beach, beach. Let's go. Yeah. Right? You know, it's not good. And then it was, it was. I think it was more the moves like Jagger because I hated that song and that got played. So oh. listen, everybody. On my, I had a do not playlist and a must playlist. The must playlist. I'm like, I've heard like half the songs on that so far. What the fuck? And I looked at the clock and realized, or oh, you better close it out with the rest of the seven songs on there, and we're finishing strong. And then the next song was a song that was on the Do Not Playlist. So yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, this guy? I remember you dancing. Like, you know, you were doing Thriller, I um, believe. Well, I did, there were two Michael Jackson songs. I was doing Billie Jean. Okay, you were Billie doing... Billie Jean was by myself in the round. Okay, but remember... Yeah, I know. You and Lisa were upset a, because... A woman came and danced with you. Briefly, yes. In a way that was like... Have you ever seen Grease, the movie? Mm, parts of it, Okay, I so, I mean, there's a... It's all iconic, so I don't even want to say iconic scene. But Sandy and Danny go to the dance together, and the prom is like a American Bandstand dance competition. Mm-hmm. And a woman like swoops in out of nowhere and dances with Danny at one point. And That's it John Travolta? En- yeah. And it ends Sandy and Danny's relationship. And I had flashbacks to that scene when I see this fucking news anchor flitting in and she dancing anchor, that's right. with the groom at a wedding, I was like, this is truly one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I did not register to me at all that anything was weird, and Nicole didn't even really give a shit. Well, no, I think Nicole came out at one point. She like, then someone, came like, over. Someone probably her. said, you yeah. should go over there because some woman's yeah. dancing with Joe. Oh, I was like, But it's this thriller, is... though. We were doing like the weird... It wasn't I a... Know. We weren't grinding. No, no, no. It, but it's, <laughs> it's not even... I got it. I got it. It's the symbolism of it. Like, I, I was it. like... I was probably ignorant this... to that was and going then on. And then what else? Ha- well, I got Brennan to... McGowan wore a white suit, and people told me like oh that was not yeah you're good. not supposed to wear white but that's like for the but it would be nicole who'd be upset not it's like you. awful and she didn't register to her um i got to walk nicole's grandmother down the aisle to very sweet she actually died last I year i knew that yeah. and i um and she was so 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 sweet so cute she got to meet her great grandson because we moved back like a month before so that's that timed right. out very nicely i um went up to her at one point at the reception to you know because i had 
I felt like we were bonded. You know, we'd gone down the aisle together. I felt uh, kinship with Toots. And so I went over and I was like, are you having fun? And she, I don't think she remembered me or recognized me. <laughs> and she was like, yes, it's so lovely. Can I have a Diet Coke? <laughs> Did you I get her a Diet it. Coke? I got her a Diet Coke. Classy move right I got there. her a Diet Coke. But I think we convinced the the bar, the bartender at your wedding to give us shots. I remember this specifically, actually, because at weddings, typically, they don't give out shots. But what I did, I was very adamant. The only two things I cared about were the music and the alcohol, and the music I failed on right there, you saw. And it being fun. Most people danced, so it was pretty good there. But oh, it was really fun. Everybody danced. No, no, I had a great time with that. I just got mad at him at that one point. And then um, the alcohol, I made sure that they kept the bar open during dinner. Because yeah. a lot of times they closed, I said no. And they almost did. They go, oh, we closed during dinner. I'm like, no, you don't. Because no. I had a whole thing. I had to like, yeah. give the guy shit. And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. I don't care, you know. And then with shots, they were like, you can't do shots. And I go, all right, how about this? Give me four Jameson's neat. Yeah. And then we all down him in yeah. front of him. And he yeah. was like, I like that. He didn't care. And we no. were tipping great, too, no. you know. They, um, they just don't. I think there's like laws or My cousin things. Tommy got out of hand toward the end. I remember him throwing a bottle at something. Really? And then, I remember your young brother. Yeah, he was 15 at the time um i had to bring Going him 16 i had to bring him like a jug of yes water. You were really he, cool. he sold braces yeah he did um and he was drunk you know he's in his third year of college at university of illinois wow pre-med <gasps> yes really he was the smart one got like a 35 on his act 36 what kind is of doctor um was it 34 i don't know i think uh I think he's just pre-med you have a medical family yeah, a little bit, yeah. His no, because I, I actually have two cousins, not two cousins. I have a cousin and soon to be cousin in law. My cousin Kevin's, you've met before. Yeah. He's getting married to um, a doctor, a pediatrician. And he's a doctor too. Mm-hmm. He actually, they met at Ohio State because they're both doctors at that hospital. And then he's now doing a fellowship in Denver at a hospital there. Mm-hmm. And they're getting married in May. But unfortunately, my baby number two is coming the same day. They're due like the same day. So and you what, don't think you can go? No. And I was actually had a role in that wedding. He wanted me to be like. You the, had a part? I had a part. I was going to be like <laughs> you the MC. You auditioned and got a call I back did, and then know, got the part. To, it was a tough competition between me and my cousin avails. Colin. And I was, I was on a hold first. Yeah. You know. And then I passed. But that, now I have to back out of the gig, which sucks, because I was going to do like the intro to the bridal party, because he's not doing a DJ or a band. He's doing like a playlist. Oh, I don't know why. He just okay. decided to do it that way. I think they've both been at weddings where they just couldn't decide. I'm not really sure. Okay. And um, and they want to complete control of the then, music. But who's going to play it? I think they're just going to have... I was going to just... Oh, they're going to make a playlist. going to make a playlist that'll run. And then it'll just go. And then I would then announce like certain times. Let's get stuff. ready to... They're all bouquet. Yeah, I'd probably come out be like it's time for the bouquet, and there are. Do you like, feel like you would have like riffed? Oh, I totally would have riffed. Yeah, I think they wanted me for the sake of riffing because mm-hmm. my cousin Colin, who you know, yes, he married uh, Krista, who's friends with Lisa. Also know her. You know her too. Yeah, love them. And I married them. Oh wow! I was the official. This is why you're lobbying. I was to lobbying. Be our I only I only lobbied because I knew Lisa was going to lobby, and I wanted to. I didn't want her to have a low competition. I wanted her not to think that she could just marry everybody well you know what we, so maybe me and her have to like do like a ninja warrior thing we will accept bribes we'll to, okay well i'll have to we'll have to see i'll see this what is I can not do. something where it's like you know she is jewish we I'm need throwing like, that out there the, <laughs> i know but we don't need like the sanctity of like the sport to be preserved i can be bought i can be bribed and i would prefer that that's good i'm glad to see that but yeah you were clutch at my wedding and i hope i could be clutch at yours i feel like i keep burping you are burping a little bit there um 
You know, I have been engaged twice, and I got to say, my engagement stories are pretty good. Yours is right up there. CJ yeah. did good. You should be very proud of him. No, for that. someone last night was like, the fact that he uh, had both of your families there is like the sweetest thing I've ever heard. And he asked your mom and dad for permission. He asked my mommy and my dad. Which that was important to you, huh? Um, it was important to me, but I don't think I had ever like voiced that to him. I think he yeah, just. I just asked the dad. I didn't realize I, the mom is now part of that. Well, you know how close I am. Yeah. And I'm also a very like intense feminist. Um, I did not know that. And so I think that he probably knew like, oh, her mom gave birth to her. See, back when I asked that, you know, feminism wasn't even a thing. Oh, it wasn't? I mean, it was a thing, but not now. (laughs) Feminism has been a thing. It's always been a thing, but you know, it's had had waves of popularity. Am I wrong? Um, I, yes, I do think the word has become um, like more culturally I think more and more women are like proud cool. to say they're feminists yeah. and are okay admitting they're feminists yeah. which is great awesome but like you didn't hear about feminism in the 1990s no, I don't think know? I knew I mean 2004 did. did you call did. yourself a feminist in 2004 when you were a senior in high school I bet if someone had asked me yes sure but I mean I just think now it's just with everything going on it's yeah if I were to do it now I probably would have asked for both yeah right that's a tough dudes listening right now that's not easy, like, to have to ask. It's a weird thing. Well, some people don't ask, you some know. Some people don't, yeah, because they're like, oh, that's old school. It's a dumb old tradition. Yeah, like, I'm just the gonna... dad doesn't own her. Yeah, exactly. There's not, like, a dowry. Yeah, I was going to use that word. Perfect word, the dowry. Dowry. Uh, but Lisa, when she was on, that's what I was going to get to originally, uh, she gave great advice because, I don't know if you're aware of this. It's kind of a cool thing, and I saw it when Lisa was last in town. When she was in Chicago, she did Comedians You Should Know and a few other shows. A lot of female comedians that are currently in the Chicago scene now, where you were about five years ago or so, mm-hmm. and uh, they were like, they were looking at Lisa like, holy shit, that's Lisa Trigger. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they, yeah. And they would look at you the same way. So I was wondering if you had any, I'm putting you on the spot with this a little bit because you're not like, we're just talking, you're not like prepared for this, you know, like fucking, here's my checklist right away. But do you have any like, um, if you were a female comedian starting out today, what do you wish you would have known that you know now? You know, I'm really. It doesn't have to be a female comedian because yeah. I hate that idea that like female comedians need to hear advice from females. Because as a comedian, you could give great advice to a young male yeah. comic too, right? Yeah, and and I think that it, most of the advice would be like the Stay same. Stay away from men. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, I think for if it was gender specific for the women, I'd be like, you just be really, really safe, like that. I mean, yeah, because you told me some horrible stories from way back before me too stuff where it made me want to beat the shit out of people from like you know big yeah brother type and instincts. and and that's um i'm a hyper vigilant like and no nonsense easy. cunt yeah. i do scare easy remember that um, one time you were walking down melrose with uh jake weissman that was not walking? funny <laughs> was i was fucking so hilarious. upset you were very upset you like pretended to mug us that was a riot, I thought. Oh, it was and horrible. neither of you were happy about it. No, though. not happy at all. Terrifying. He looked like he was gonna run the other direction. Um, yeah, I know. It definitely made me be like, okay, well Jake's not gonna go to bat for me. Um, <laughs> I don't know what CJ would do. No, you know? Hey, hey. Let we me, can find out. You want me to do that? I'm still let's in town for more night. Free throat contest for her. Um, I think I would, you know, yeah, I, for the women I would say be very, very safe. And don't feel bad to request things. Like walk me to my car, you know, like I need someone from this club or this like bar to take me to my car. I don't, I'm not going to be staying in a condo with male comedians. I don't know. Or male comedians. I don't feel comfortable staying. It's like if it's a friend and it's like a festival and blah, blah, and you're like in, you know, you know what your comfort levels are, but don't feel 
bad because I ask for things now and people still give me shit. Yeah. And so it's like, there's no level where they're like nice to you, you know, like, I mean, shitty people, if shitty people are going to be shitty, they, they don't care if you've like done jokes on television or not. They're going to be shitty. Um, it's very true. So don't feel like you're being like annoying or inconveniencing anybody by taking your safety very, very, very seriously. Um, but then, yeah, just overall, I think we had so much fun, like as friends and I would, I think just like have a strong, like group. You literally had a show called your funniest friends too. So that's funny. (laughs) Have like a group of friends that you think are funny, that you like being around, that you trust their judgment, that you can go and do stuff with. Like it just makes everything so much more fun. I think like Lisa and I had so much fun because we had each other. So like we would go and do stuff together and then it was just better to have like a partner in crime. Now some people have since told me they did not like being around Lisa and me, but I don't really care. Really? Um, like yeah. what they say you don't have to name their names, but what they say specifically about being I around. I thought we were too. bullies. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. So you two were just both very confident, I thought. Well it's also like when we started doing stand-up in Chicago, you know, we weren't close for, like, a bit. We obviously, like, knew who each other was and would and would do things, but we didn't, like, click as, like, best, best pals until maybe a year or two in, even. Um, and now I'm like, oh, people were, like, mean to us all the time, you know? So we basically were just like, oh, why don't we just be friends and then we'll just be mean to them uh, <laughs> but like it did what it was it, it did feel at times to be like a strength in numbers thing because it's intimidating to be the only woman at an open mic it still makes me like uncomfortable um do you see a world in which it's ever 50 50 men women at open mics because i know a lot of the problem is they'll say there needs to be more women on shows and a counter argument to that would be like, well, for every one woman, there's, I there's a, I think it depends. I like think it's who, more. It's, it's starting uh, yeah. to get better. With I also that, think you it know? depends the who ratio. runs the mic. Like Lindsay Adams runs a great mic out here. She does, and I would say it's probably 50-50, men and women. Because At that it's, one, yeah. You know, it's ri- it's run by Lindsay and Joe Kay, this really really funny um, gay guy, and so it's like I think that creates an environment that is like much more hospitable to female comedians. Yeah, I get that, but I meant like in the grand scheme of things where for every hundred guys who are trying to do stand-up com- comedy, how many women would you say are trying to do it? Yeah, probably it's less. Not a, it's not an even ratio, but, I but don't you think even, it would ever get there? Mm, no, but better, I don't maybe? necessarily think it's like bad if it doesn't. I Good, mean, yeah. I think it's, who gives a shit? I think anybody who like wants to be doing it should try it. And then if you're bad, please stop. <laughs> like, if you're bad, you can stop. Um, you, but what about people who are, you've seen people who were bad their first couple of years and then gotten good though. Right. Right. But like, you, you got to see glimmers though. You, yeah. You got you, or it, right? Like, I, I've seen people and I'm like, they're going to figure it out. Yeah. That's not it. But they have a sensibility that is like, they'll get there. Totally. It's like, it's okay to stop doing stand up. I feel like yeah. some of my happiest friends now are people, that, CJ doesn't do stand up anymore. They, you get into, there's other avenues. You get into writing, producing, Yeah, directing. there's a lot of sure. like, it doesn't have Acting. to be the end. Um, are you trying to tell me something right now? I feel like this oh, is. Oh, I'm trying to tell myself something. Oh, stop it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think like the Chicago scene has probably gotten much more hospitable to, to just, 
comics in general. You know, we were like little freak shows when I think we were tougher in our era. I think right now there's a sensitivity going on. And maybe I'm getting an old man thing, but this is other people have told me this. I don't see it as much. I think, yeah. I think it's a great wave of comics right now. A lot of the younger ones. Um, I think there's support and then too much support. Yeah. And I, and I, and, but I don't necessarily think that that's like a bad thing. Cause I do it's still, bad thing, I think gotta, the funny people will still be fine. You yeah, know, there's like doers and talkers. You yeah. Know? Does it, does it give delusional ideas to people that aren't funny? Yeah. But like, then they'll go to a place and no one will book them for things. You know, like yeah, Chicago is not the is not the last stop. No, um, you can stay there and like have a really really great career and be really really funny. But like, if you're delusional in the sense of like I'm so funny, I got to go elsewhere. You'll go to a place like New York or here, and then it's like, oh, maybe everybody was too nice to me. And and so I, I don't wish that upon anybody. But if a scene is too supportive then I feel like there's checks and balances. Yeah, totally. It's, yeah, I mean, I think people get too involved in the scene. It's like, do your of shit. Of course, yeah. I mean, community's great. Being able to go to a place and know people and have people you could, like, bounce ideas off of and all that stuff yeah. and have friends, that's awesome. But you also have to live outside of that. Otherwise, you get too, in, any little thing you're consumed yeah. with. It's like, a, it's like day camp for weirdos. Well, you know? and it's like people, a cult. people tell us all the time like they're like or people that started in different places they're like i wish we had like what you guys all have you're like all for i you know i think there's tons of scenes that have what we i you know i sure, think the yeah. denver group is close there's a bunch of canadians that live here oh, in LA. Yeah, yeah. they're they have a very similar but i think if you like started in la or you started like in a small town and then like went places you there i think we have like this group of friends that we all got to do it with and now we like experience each other's like children and stuff and it's it's like a really wild fun thing and then on the flip side i also think we're like really annoying to most people because they're always like okay deep dish pizza got it like it's so much like chicago 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 people think i'm from chicago and like it that makes me upset sometimes because i'm like i rep indie like pretty hard um but it's just because i'm from chicago like comedy well yeah you cut your comedy teeth in chicago yeah so to say so you could you have some chicago sensibilities whether you like it or not absolutely you like it or not you someone last week was like god how long did you live in chicago (laughs) like you seem very chicago heavy yeah definitely Um, and i actually was chicago heavy as well when i lived there (laughs) you you did lose weight how many pounds total do you think you lost maybe 35 pounds that's great I gained some of it back last night. Um, oh, we eating did Domino's. Domino's and the brownies. The brownies were made. Well, they're still here. Brownies and chocolate molten cake. See, I'm, I need to lose some weight because I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my life right now. Yeah, but you don't look heavy. Yeah, I was telling someone else that. Where is it? Is it going to my thighs? I don't understand where it is. But I weigh. I, when I'm on the scale, I'm Do like 190. Fit? Yeah, the close fit. Then you're fits. Fine. Um, um, it's also a weird time of year. This isn't like. I mean, I tr- I try and go into stuff. I weigh myself every day. Which you got a great scale. Maybe it's is a little crazy. Um, people have told me, um, but I do try and like, especially around this time of year. It's like you can't go, you can't gain ten pounds because, like, then in January you're trying to lose ten pounds with everyone else, and it's just a fucking nightmare. No, so you yeah. do want to be a little smug January one, where you're like, yeah, I gained four pounds and I can lose it this week just by shitting. 
<laughs> I was talking about it on the last podcast, but how everyone's always like January first, I got to do this, this, and this. Why don't you start fucking December eighth? We're so like yeah, beholden to a calendar. It's dumb. I um started my New Year's resolution already. Yeah, I'm doing that too. You got to get a jumpstart. So, so let me. We'll I'm wrap not doing up a the, great job, but well, maybe it's been a day. Let's um let's wrap up the podcast on this. I like to try to like I know it's bar talk and everything, but I like to try to you know when I've got friends who have done impressive shit. I like to figure out what their mindset was to t- go into it. Because mm-hmm. do you remember? If you, I'm, I'm sure you don't mind me bringing this. In 2015, like your first year in New York, you would. This is a quote. You were like, you did not have a good time. No, it was tough on me. Yeah, it was tough. So, what did you do mentally to get yourself through that, out of it? In which case, since then, you've been on fucking fire. From in 2015, getting JFL, doing new faces. Conan, working your way all through that. And then in LA, it was when you first got out here, it was hard a little bit. You're going on auditions all the time. You were getting a lot of no's and all that, but still keeping that. Still haven't booked a part, but. Dude, who gives a <laughs> shit, though? Well, you're. No, Blue Diamond Almonds. Blue Diamond Almonds. It's not an acting part, Blue, but it's. It, it, well, no, it, I. No, it's was acting. acting. You'd um, act like you enjoyed almonds as much as you enjoy probably something with more flavor. I, I don't know if this is something that would like translate to other people, but the New York. But who knows? You never know. The New York situation for me, I had. I had career struggles and then I had some massive personal setbacks as well. I went through a lot of things um, in a very, very short amount of time. And I was in such a low place that I was like, I think I need to move back to my parents and just like regroup. Um, And like, you know, was in therapy, had a wonderful therapist. at one point, like, I remember being like, yeah, I just got to go, like, day to day. And she was like, honey, you are, like, hour to hour. You are not at day to day yet. Like, that's how, it was It was really, really hard. Um, and I think I, when I started thinking about moving home, I had this, like, just a lot of sense of relief. But I knew myself well enough that I'm like, if I go back, I'm not going to come back here. Um, and then I, And then I'm left with, I don't know what then I'm not doing stand-up anymore, then I just live in Indianapolis, which is a f- fine, but, fine I, that's live, not, but that's not I've done you. so much already to try and make something happen that it would it would be gone. Um, and I remember like talking to somebody and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go home for a few months. And he was like, Well I'm not worried about you. You'll be fine. You know, like you're funny, you'll like figure it out. And then I was like, I mean if I'm in this shitty of a place and people aren't worried about me, then I guess I'm fine. <laughs> like I truly was just like, I don't think any more bad stuff can happen. I think it's all happened. And I, I got funnier in that time. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I was like upset or what it was. I also had a job in New York that I really loved. I loved nannying. Um, and I found like a lot of personal, just like happiness in being around that baby. Because I remember you were saying, maybe I'll go back to Indianapolis and try to start a family because being around this baby makes me want to have kids and yeah. stuff. And again, not knocking that lifestyle. If you're someone who lives in like a city like that and that's what you do, that's great. That's great for you. Well, and but I, it I, might not be good for other people. Yeah. And I know you're going to be a great mom one day, but at that time it wouldn't have been. So basically, you got funnier because for some reason as comedians, it's almost sad to say, but we get funnier after dealing with shit. Yeah, I, I think When I things just, are hard, we get yeah, funnier. I just kept going too. It, like in New York, it's just, it doesn't really allow you and a chance you don't have to, time stop. to sit, right? No. So it was like I would go to work, I would nanny for 10 hours, and then I would go to shows. Um, and then that was. And wasn't the weight loss? You tell me the weight loss was just from walking all the yeah, time? Yeah, I was just walking. You didn't really take big no. changes to your diet? No. I was like eating and drinking. I still eat and drink you all the time. You hear that, everyone? Time. Just go for a fucking walk. 
go for a nice stroll. I listen to my to body. Shred. If my body wants, I mean, I'm, I smoke weed. Like, I, I, there's just not a. I mean, I fasted today. I feel until like you 5 smoke a lot more now that you live in California than you ever. Did I in am New York trying to Chicago. smoke less though because I just don't want to smoke weed every day. That makes it's sense. It's like oh, so everything in moderation. I right? do it now on special occasions. Like last night, to me, it was a special occasion. All of our, we, you know, we had like a little a reunion. Friends in town. And yeah, for sure. I'd gone out to celebrate the engagement. Like I was like, ooh, I'm going to get high tonight. But um, you know what? I was about to be like, someone asked me to get high the night before. And I said, no, but I did say yes. I got high the night before too. But that felt like a special occasion as well. <laughs> You're still off the glow of being newly engaged. Yeah. I know. I'm here in your apartment. I'm seeing like every other thing on the, there's new, there's like congratulations yeah. cards all over the place and stuff like that. There's stuff coming. Um, All right. So basically, the moral of the story was that you get help if things are going bad. Don't be afraid to do that. Right? Mm -hmm. I think that's an encouraging sign of the times that more and more people, therapy, I don't think is taboo anymore. No. And when you meet people who think, like, fuck a therapist, it's like, what decade are you living in? No, I truly, truly needed it. Like, I, and I had, I had been in therapy as a young girl. I started going to therapy when I was 12 I like went to see a counselor that both of my brothers had seen because they were you know were like acting out and my mom took me to this guy because I was like depressed and after like two sessions he was like yeah this is above my pay grade (laughs) she is on a next level and so I had to go see a woman who specialized in adolescent girls and she was in I was with her for like 10 years they basically kicked me out it was called children's resources and they were like you're grown you're not a child how hard was it to find a therapist because I had Marty DeRosa and Cole Cabana on an episode, and they were both like, yeah, Joe, you should see someone. Because I had an incident playing softball in which yeah. I think I threw a bat across the street or something. Yeah. And it was you know, it was a lot of rage. And I, then at that moment, I'm like, I don't want to be some psychotic, angry dad. So no. I want to like, you know. And uh, I emailed one therapist three times, emailed another one. I wasn't even getting responses. I'm like, what the oh. fuck is wrong with these people? I went to like Psychology Today, which a friend had recommended yeah. to find because you can type in your zip code and people are It is you. hard. I, I went it to- It shouldn't a, be that hard though. I what went to a lady, well, this is what I, I went to a lady out here in LA and we just didn't click. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I guess I've like lucked out that the first two people I saw in my life, I lasted with for like years um, and really, really clicked. But now I like know what I- need based on both of the women that I saw are basically my mom. Like I just need to go to like a kind, beautifully dressed older woman. That's And I just feel safe with them. Who's just like basically telling me like you're amazing. I that's what see my you, like, therapist like. Be Arthur is. from like Golden Girls. You need someone that's yeah. I right just there. want like a older woman who's like you are doing amazing. Someone who has a brooch. Yeah. Right. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. All right. I got. I don't know who I could find. I don't know what my type would be. Well, um, you don't know yet. But I've gotten you. a lot better since then because you know what I've been doing instead of therapy, just Will Smith videos. I just watched. Oh, Will I thought Smith you were like taking vitamins or something. Did no, you, you know vitamins? what? I, I started eating healthier. I started getting more of a routine. What I was doing was, which I've mentioned this on the podcast, people have heard this a million times. I don't check my phone the first hour of the day. Ugh, that's although I've broken so that. Good. So that's huge, though. I mean, this this weekend. But I've been then, how that, do you know what time it is? No, I check the time. I just don't open up any apps or anything else. So do you have it on like Do Not Disturb? Or you just, just like have willpower? Wow. I just you remind can myself. See texts and I stuff. have a bottle of water I keep. Like when I before I go to bed, I grab a bottle of water out of the fridge and just put it on my nightstand. I don't drink it. And then in the morning I drink water. I make the bed immediately. Wow, yeah, I need to do that. Like just some, little stuff like that I do real quick and it kind of just gets my mind. Because when you're checking your phone, you're getting your mind into a reactive state. It's like react, react, yeah. react. You're looking at, you know what I mean? And no, it is. My, kinda, the phones have started telling you how much time you're on them. Yeah. And I do try and like aim to reduce that. 
I was down 20% last week, so I was pretty happy about that, but it's still like mine, six hours Mine a hasn't day told me the last three weeks, and I'm like, maybe it's like you're going to be upset. I so. just look at part of it, though, because it tells your total screen time, and there's some of the screen time where I'm like, okay, I had the GPS going for that right. hour drive out yeah. to some town I did a Joliet. show in or whatever. Yeah, like... Um, Stuff like that, or you know, I don't know. It doesn't matter, Tom. But and then it does. other times, it, it does. does matter. It was not Joliet, though. Well, no, because Joliet's further. Yes, it but was. Where did I go recently? I just like matter. Juliet. It's like funny to me. Not the word. It's just like whenever the, people the say it, Romeoville, then they're like right, There's a town Romeoville right by it, and it's called Romeoville because Romeo and Ju- Ju- Juliet. Joliet. I don't think that that's true. That sounds really fucking bullshit to me. I, don't I think hope that it's that's, not true. It's really dumb. Why wouldn't they just name it Romeo? I don't know. I or don't like Romeo. They could have well Romeoville they called it and it's Joliet but, but Joliet's Joliet, not Juliet, Juliet. It's stupid so I hope that's a lie I was Juliet in college you know I was Romeo in eighth grade but then the play got canceled because someone stole the microphones Chicago Public School and then that so they canceled the play and I, I was, was and I was going to kiss Christina Negron who was this beautiful Puerto Rican girl yeah. who was like the most developed you know what I'm saying yeah I know what you're saying it was a big deal for all my friends I, who were like, um, dude that's awesome I was Juliet and they put me in the tomb. Um, they kept building it, and they were like, it's not ready, it's not ready, so we never got to rehearse with it. So the first time I was in the tomb was opening night, and I um, had a claustrophobia panic attack and stood up and just walked out of the tomb. <laughs> You're like, like resurrected? Juliet lives. <laughs> Juliet has lived. Can I and rewrite that they, last day? the next night, they were like, okay, we're just going to put like a sheet over you. Are you going to be fine? I was like, I'll be fine. They put this sheet on me. I freaked the fuck out. Stand up. Walk off stage with the sheet still on me. So I looked <laughs> oh, like a go. ghost. I mean, it was... And my mom, my sweet mom, she was like, I really like the version you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> your mom's like, it was best. a take I'd, uh, I'd made. I'm going to summarize... We're going to end this by summarizing your parents real quick. Anytime a comedian goes through Indianapolis, a lot of times they will opt to stay with your parents, even when a hotel's provided. Yeah, I because hope Because so. your parents are just more fun. They're cool. You got this great dog, Freedy, amateur NFL Grey, who you Freedy, got to work with recently, I right, Freedy? I mentioned that to you. I, I left you a drunk video. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Mess- that was so funny. We I were didn't like, remember Should we it. tell him the pull over? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember. And then the next day, you were just like, please watch it. And then I'd watch it and I was embarrassed. But uh, I had, was that coming back from me? I had done a thing with a bunch of cub oh, players. Like, Kerry Wood was my yeah. favorite player. And I got to like have some beers with him and heard all these yeah. great stories and all that kind of stuff. And, and then you got to work with Dwight Freeney. And we both started doing that Naked Sports Live podcast, which really, in retrospect, had the stupidest name for any podcast. Yeah. But it's dumb. We were young and dumb. It was really... because We I, could be famous because of that now. It could be one of those things that we... Go, but it was one of those things where 10 years from now, hopefully it makes it onto our Wikipedia pages. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, that's a fun thing they used to do. I've now hosted three podcasts. Ugh. Tell us about the two quick podcasts you have, and then anything well, the else one is with plug. friends. We're on a bit of a hiatus now um, with Kara uh, Clink and Christy Coffee, and we just you know chat as friends, talk a lot of Bravo, and then the other one is um, a political. I mean, it's not political, but it is. It's like a, social commentary. Yeah, it's and it's. It's just funny when people are like, you're a pundit. I'm like, okay. Um, and it's on a like political-leaning network. Um, crooked Media. Crooked Media that does Pod Save America and Love It or Leave It, Keep It, which is like a really good one, too. This one is the all-female one. Um, so it's topical stuff from a feminist standpoint. It's called Hysteria. 
And is that kind of like a fuck you to people who say women are hysterical? I think so, yeah. I got you. Cool. You think so? I thought you actually would have known. Well, I didn't name about, it. Well, I don't do you think, think they would have like, given you but some yes. background? Well, I'm sure they have, and I'm sure I skimmed whatever email it was. That's perfect. And any um, any tour dates you want to mention real I'm gonna quick? I'm going to be in D.C., but um, I hosted a Twitter show for the NFL every Sunday. Yeah, check that out. It's on the check down, everyone. So just follow the check, check down, down and follow the Megan, The NFL will too. tweet the link. You're um, at Megan Gailey on Twitter. You're and then better, better Megan Gailey. Gailey. Wasn't your mom better Peggy Gailey? For, no, uh, she was the real Peggy Gailey. And my brother uh, was like, no one's trying to be fake Peggy Gailey. And then she um, changed it to Pioneer Peggy. Oh, I like that. That's fun. <laughs> That's a fun one. Don't follow her mom, though. Don't be weirdos. Um, uh, well, she has to accept you. Good. And I Hopefully don't she, she she'll reject everybody. But definitely follow Megan. But she's, she's following you. Instagram. Yeah, we, I follow her. Yeah, too. I was we like, do you want to follow Joe? Because I was doing it for her. And she's like, oh, yeah, I want to follow Joe. Yeah, she probably wants to see pictures of my baby. Yeah, you and Nicole. Yeah, yes, we're, we're cool too. Holly's very cool. All right, well, Megan, thanks for uh, being on the podcast. It was great catching up to you, up to you, catching up with you. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm very on brand today with fucking up, so I'm gonna have to edit this it's together really later. Funny, I love it. Uh, thanks everyone for checking out Kilgallen's Pub. Cheers. <laughs>